you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Derek Carr, free agent quarterback after nine seasons with the Las Vegas Raiders is expected to sign with the New Orleans Saints. They are closing in on a deal. They're going to lob over the end zone for Crabtree. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown! Raiders! Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. Play action. Carr airs it out down the middle for Adams. Got it! I'm thankful for my time here in Las Vegas and in Oakland, but come the time when it's just it's time to move on, and um, that's this time. Derek Hart tried, Gregory couldn't get it. Here comes Carr, running hard, breaking tackles. Carr loads up, Adams is open, walk-off touchdown, a sweep of the Broncos for Las Vegas. Derek Carr. It's going to be multiple years with the Saints for Derek Carr. So that is the commitment he got from them contractually today. Derek Carr heading to the Saints. Unbelievable. In a move that has sent shockwaves, tremors, an earthquake in our league. Derek Carr has signed with New Orleans Saints in a deal that appears to give Carr 100 million guaranteed. Turns out he did have a market, and he is a rich man many, many, many generations over. Although you only get to live in one. But his great-great-grandkids, great spot. <laughs> but let's focus on uh, the most important thing here. Uh, Mark, the odyssey of Derek Carr, free agent, is over, and the league has changed in a way that we'll never be able to look back and uh, at this time again and think anything else but Derek Carr, post-Raiders, now Saints. Yeah, I uh, applaud the appropriate uh, pyrotechnics attached to that whole message. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. We had that plan for months, the Derek Carr signing. I'm, I'm a little disappointed it didn't happen on Sunday, so we couldn't have seen Mark's reaction to the Derek Carr emergency pod. I was so I mad. Mean, no, the, I mean, no, I would say Derek Carr <laughs> wins me over with the timing, which, which folded in perfectly to the start of our show. I... I know, Dan, you have some Jets stuff involved here, but I, I really like the, the landing spot for Derek Carr. I think that if, if for anything, just to get off to a good start with a team that always is going for it, is always aggressive, you're in a division that's very manageable. You go from the AFC West to a totally moribund NFC South, where I think the Saints are automatically the favorite to win that division. No other team in the South really has a manageable uh, cemented quarterback situation right now. Derek Carr is automatically the best quarterback in the division. Greggy, I, I know you hate this move for the Saints. That's not true. Really? That, I don't hate it. Well, I saw your tweet and oh, just like true. what, the, what are think, they trying to do here? I think the Saints are very much trying to win nine to ten games and that their ceiling is low and that they've been trying to do this and that this group led by Dennis Allen, which I didn't think should get a second year, uh, is just trying to save his job. Mickey Loomis save his job and Derek Carr is the, their best alternative to do that. So, like, if you're a Saints fan, I think you have a chance to go to the playoffs next year. They're probably 
a slight favorite in that division. So I, I don't hate it. It's just sort of like a, a franchise, I think, that's not going anywhere in particular. And Derek Carr is the guy to, to bring him there. And Mike Garofalo broke the news. Our own, uh, Mike Garofalo, Ian Rappaport has um, the numbers on it. Uh, $100 million guaranteed money during his time with the Saints include includes $60 million due at signing. Um, the Saints are a team perpetually with salary cap issues. They always find a, a way. His average annual uh, salary, $37.5 million, good for ninth highest AAV among quarterbacks. Uh, of course, there's some guys, Burroughs and the like, that are going to push it him down further. Place, right? So this kind of, for me, makes sense uh, contractually as a team match. It makes sense when you, you do a lot of the, even though you saw some reporting out there from certain insiders, uh, saying that Carr was leaning toward the Jets, or the I Jets seemed like mm-hmm. the most likely landing spot. It was the Saints who had uh, engaged in trade talks or had met with Carr when he was still a member of the Raiders. And so you knew there was obviously some connection there. And then it becomes the, the other side of it is like, yes, we know that the Jets had a very productive conversation. We heard all good things that came out of the Carr Jets talks. And then you just wonder, okay, now does this mean the Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers? Does this mean something else? Does this mean, and for me as a Jets fan, and like I said, it always feels like you're Charlie Brown trying to kick the football, that now that, that safety net is gone. Carr was the safety net in a lot of ways, and now it's Rodgers or bust. And if Rodgers goes back to the Packers, retires, goes to a different team, then what do the Jets do? So there is, there's definitely some anxiety uh, that comes with it from a New York perspective, but I thought Carr would have been fine with the Jets. He would have been a big upgrade on what they had, obviously. Um, the question I have, Mark, is like, you do the A-B test, for instance, with, with back to the Saints here, A-B test with Andy Dalton, who they had last year, and Derek Carr. Carr's a better quarterback, uh, but is he that much better given the amount they just paid for him? It, was this the move to make when you really strip away all the accoutrement and like, how much better did they actually get at the position today? I'm not sure how much well, like better. I, I think what I was trying to say before is I like the fit for Derek Carr, um, where he's going to. I think a team that is like trying to be ultra competitive year after year. And I think Mickey Loomis, this is a win for him in terms of going and getting the guy he wanted. I don't know if I if I would ever view Derek Carr as a true difference maker. I think he I think that's fair to say that he's got a nine to ten win type of guy and a good roster around him. But I think that if you get the best version of Derek Carr, the Saints in the, in a manageable NFC for a couple of years can do well. I mean, I just don't hate it because the, the Saints are a team that has not drafted a first-round quarterback since 1971, which was Archie Manning. I don't like that. I'm not saying that's oh, the way. Oh, but they you, say they were going to take Patrick Mahomes if the Chiefs didn't, you know, well, sneak up. They very well might have, but they, they weren't. That wasn't probably going to happen in this draft. So I think they went out and got the guy that they can plug in now. I do have questions about the fact that Dennis Allen is coaching the team. I do too. I think Dan's point about Dalton is a great one. I don't think quarterback was their issue last year. On one hand, you could look at it and say, okay, Pete Carmichael, who who wasn't that popular as the coordinator for the Saints last year, actually coached up Andy Dalton to his highest PFF grade for what it's worth of his career. He was the sixth highest graded PFF quarterback in the league. He was just above some of those peak Cincinnati years. And I understand why he got that grade. It, partly because he didn't take chances and he made good decisions and he didn't, he was accurate. And Derek Carr is a much higher ceiling, better version of Andy Dalton, kind of. I, I kind of love that Andy Dalton brought back the integrity to the Dalton scale last year. Oh, I mean, he kind of was call. a mid, like he stepped in and he was a mid-level quarterback. Even through in that Thursday night disaster well, to just I, keep everything kind of balanced. That he was the problem. There was, a couple, yeah. there was a couple spots where yeah. it got a little sideways. Uh, but one of, uh, one of my... Uh, followers on Twitter said, maybe this is him passing the torch to Derek Carr. <laughs> All right. And I kind of like We've that. We've talked about Carr I, before in that. Right. I kind of like that too. That So maybe they can coach up Derek Carr to be a better version of Andy Dalton, but they have other issues on that roster that I'm concerned with. They need to stay healthier and that would help and, and have some weapons around Carr. That, that would certainly uh, help, but I'm not sure they're going to be a difference making defense. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I think it's a team that's, that's aiming for that nine wins, yeah, and they and they could do it. Well, I would say one thing for the Jets, Dan, because I'd ask you because I think the reason they they, they probably they really liked Carr, it sounded like too, he was a safety net 
But the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, waiting for that to pan out. And then Carr, I thought, managed this thing well because he went to the combine. He aggressively, you know, he wasn't placid and sat back. He wanted to find his next opportunity. You got one team saying, we want you today. You got the Jets sort of telepathically saying, we might want you if we don't get Aaron Rodgers. Can I say one thing before Dan answers? Just I think that was true. From what I've heard, I think he did lean Jets. Uh, And I think that's why you see the money really go up. That they now the deal to me, I still need to see more details, but I suspect it's ultimately like 70 for two years is really guaranteed. 10 of the third gets guaranteed. It's really 60 for two years, and then 10 of the third is guaranteed. And that's that makes more sense to me. And I think the Saints had to move up because I think he really did like the Jets better, but he also knew he didn't want to get caught waiting for Aaron Rodgers for a week. He has no idea. Right. And so when they came up money-wise, he's like, okay, but, this makes sense. But I think everything we know about Derek Carr, he seems to take things very personally. And like, yeah. if you got a team out there saying... We want you as our second best guy. Like, I think that would lean. For, and yeah, the Saints really want you. And it's not a, a, a deal that we'll see what more about it that hamstrings them for half a decade. Yeah. And I think from a leverage standpoint, you could say, oh, why didn't if Carr wanted to go to the Jets? Why didn't he just wait for the Rodgers thing to play out? And then if, if Rodgers didn't go to the Jets, sign with the team you like the most in this uh, dance. But then you potentially lose some leverage there. Um in terms of what the Saints were offering. and, and You got to be fair to the Saints. You kind of had could to move on. Yep. Yeah, you had to. They, he was put in a position where he didn't want to be left out in the cold himself and end up uh, looking back and saying, I had this golden opportunity leverage-wise as a free agent before everyone else was. I need to hit it in the right way. And I think he did. So good job for Carr. Um, I'm going to throw something out positive now, now that I meant Andy Dalton. I'll throw out Matthew Stafford, uh, who was a, a very talented, you know, statistically su- successful quarterback with Detroit. Better player than Carr, but, you know, I think in the same ballpark. Um, and once he went to a team that actually had a defense and had some pieces around him, they won a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Um, the Saints are probably thinking, let's get this guy that we know is steady and let's build up the roster around him. Maybe we go that route. Although- I just I don't hate it from that angle. I mean, I just think that your, your options were limited if you were the Saints. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. They weren't going to get all that best. Robert Sala made a comparison to Matthew Stafford after meeting with Derek Carr. So yeah, I think, I, apt, think you know? I think he'll be good, and I think he's in a dome, and I think he's not in the pressure cooker that is the New York market. I think it. I think this was a smart move by Carr, and now we just need to see um, if this ends in. I, I'm sure a lot of people will get their yucks if it ends this way with the Jets having egg on their face for not playing this the right way. They are now de- fully dependent, in my mind, in terms for this to be a slam dunk for them on Aaron Rodgers, the Ooh, guy that I was well, just that is shaky. <laughs> railing against last week for being a just a a nonsense person at this point on some level, like him now deciding, a, I'm leaving this team after 18 years and I'm going to go to New York and, and need to be the Messiah. But you know what? Maybe he wouldn't mind. Or, being the or Messiah. Lamar Jackson, if something truly bizarre or, happened there or Tannehill as a little bit of a backup option. Yeah. I, yeah. I, to your point about like Carr versus Dalton, that's why for the jets to, I think there's enough quarterbacks out there, even if it, you're taking a, a step down the level, uh, that there's not that huge of a difference. I mean, hell, they might end up with Andy Dalton. I know Jets fans. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that <laughs> myself. Actually. But if they end up with like a next level, if they, it will probably won't be Teddy or whoever it is. It's like, is that a big enough difference that I'm going to lose sleep if I was a Jets fan? Maybe because this this does feel uh, like a big uh, a bit of a window for the Jets to take advantage of of these guys that are, these rookies. Yeah, it would year be. Their I think if you ended up with Teddy have. Bridgewater or Gardner Minshew or insert. Uh, you know, mezzanine lodge, uh, loge uh, guy here. It's like you're going to be major, majorly bummed because we've spent the last month, six weeks talking about the Jets having a major upgraded quarterback. We'll see. We got to I mean, this stuff can go down while we're recording this. And I was actually just thinking that beautiful Derek Carr intro that Justin put together on short notice. Worthy, I think, of the what, moment. What happens if Aaron Rodgers makes his decision? Are we still going to have a minute re- reel of no, Derek Carr leading the show? <laughs> that will get bumped. I don't know. Might, That's what social I, I, media is for. It can always just throw it on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Oh, my first thought was you had, that you had been cooking that up for a while with the idea that it was a Jets lead-in, but then it, you had to you know switch it around it. a little for the – no, Saints I, business. Put that I, together this morning. <laughs> I always genuinely thought that Carr was a newsworthy, uh, like even shorty episode because it it moves things in this Agreed. very crazy story around the NFL and these veteran QBs. 
The Lamar thing is interesting, too. It's still hanging out there. And like I said last week with the Jets, if this does go against them with Rodgers, then I think there's going to be names that are not connected to and that they start kicking the tires on. Let's see what happens. Tannehill might be one of them. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when a guy like Kirk Cousins changing teams was rare. A guy in the middle of his career that's uh, played at a high level and had big contracts. And that that's what Carr is. Now we've seen it happen a few more times. One last detail I do want to give you. And that Saints offense could be interesting. Kamara, you assume he's back. He might have a suspension coming. But I like Juwan. I think he's definitely going to have a suspension coming. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he I think Olave. He is. Uh, Olave, I like Rashid Shahid. I like Juwan Johnson. Callaway's there as a four. If you could draft someone, maybe they try to work it out with Michael Thomas. I doubt that. But they're like one or two players away from interesting. I'm just not sure the defense holds up. One detail, though, yes. and this is from New Orleans football uh, dot com. New Orleans dot football. It's a it, it's a it's a pay website by Nick Underhill. And I read I read some of the Undy. details of how they courted Derek Carr and their first day ended with dinner at Ralph's on the Park in Mid City in a private room. Very nice. But mm. you might think if, if you uh, no New Orleans restaurants. Well, how about Galatoire's, Emeralds? You know, fancy, you know, like okay. great New Orleans restaurant. This is a little more casual, nice place. They know Derek Carr <laughs> is a T-shirt and shorts guy. Sure. He was showing up to meetings last week with GMs at the Combine in a hoodie and shorts, even though it's cold. Like he's not he's not about that fancy life. And they knew that scouting Smart. report on Carr. Little more casual. Plenty of great casual food places did, in New Orleans. Where do the Jets take that, him, I wonder? Right. They took him to a uh, you know what they took him to? I know exactly where they took him. They took a him hot to dog a, vendor out in the street. They that took him to an Italian restaurant like in uh, Summit, New Jersey. Like kinda like uh not you don't have to wear a tie, but you should probably wear pants. Okay. So maybe that was the difference here. That's an annoying expense report, uh, report at this point. That you have to file your probably $500 dinner with Derek Carr, who no, will not be part of your team now. I mean, if they end up with the guy they actually want, I think they'll be cool with it. But we shall see. And by the way, mention Matt Stafford. I know nobody's talking about it, but the Rams seem like they're changing directions. Oh, yes. You're right. <laughs> they probably wouldn't mind a, uh, you know, the 13th overall pick or whatever from the Jets. I don't know. It's a possibility. Hope season. No reporting there. No, that is not a Pell Razor report. I'm just saying, are the Rams really still totally married to the 37, 38 year old? Is he that old? Pell Razor. Um, quarterback when they are starting to go in a different direction. They don't seem married to anything right now. He is uh, 35. Oh, turns. Oh, yeah, he just turned 35. It's already March. How about that? Um, all right. By the way, uh, from the Chris Wessling podcast studio, this is around the NFL. Just got so excited. And by the way, that was 16 hardcore Derek Carr minutes. Mark, I thought it was good, informative, uh, analysis-driven. Hold on. We yeah, should have done more. That was good. That was good. I, I know that the this has been advertised that I was going to like lose my cool if we had to do a Derek Carr <laughs> episode. All I was ever saying was that I was not going to sign up for a full offseason of Derek Carr turns Team X, probably the Jets, into right. a Super Bowl contender. It just he's, he's a good quarterback. But now that it's happened, that was all – unfounded because nobody thinks that about the Saints. I was concerned that yeah. they would say that about the Jets, though, that the Jets are just this quarterback. I think they could have been. I think with Carr, I think they had a chance in the AFC. I mean, if you're Carr, you have a much better chance to win the division you've just joined. So I like it again for Carr. I don't. We'll see what happens for the with the destiny of it all. And um, just uh, condolences to uh, Mike Garofolo out there. <sighs> Great job. You awesome job. Big breaking story. We didn't have to bring it up, but this is what makes Greg Greg on some level. So um, you don't need to do this. He doesn't. Well, he you said, can still back out. Can, I, I'm not backing out. He he. I've done it before. You put Mike's David Carr into Twitter, and uh, it's the breaking news report. You say David Carr by mistake instead of Derek Carr. You can't delete that. And so you just get 75 jabronis uh, responding with 75. jokes about yeah. David Carr. How about 75,000? <laughs> Maybe more. Didn't um, Elon Musk put in like an edit button on the well, tweets? Well, it's or? funny you mentioned that, Mike. Uh, I didn't know this, but you have to pay the eight dollars for Twitter Blue for the edit function. And Mike said now he's he's given that eight dollars up. Uh, can I just say? Let me just say edit. I am I am not on board with uh, many of the the Musk um, ideologies and yeah. uh, in general the features. Now, I will say the the editing of a tweet could be dangerous in its own right. But if you're an insider for something like that, um, I think Rog upstairs and company should be just taking care of all of us. Just protect us. But yeah. not even us. Mike. Especially Pell's the Razor. Right, that circle of rap sheet. Yeah. 
whoever it may be. It's breaking news. I'm not paying give us, a Give cent, them the edit. But I personally will not pay a cent to Elon Musk and his camp. Oh, hell for no. Well, they, you have any, two uh, Teslas, though. I do, definitely do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, from the Chris Wesson podcast studio, it's around the NFL. Dan Hansis, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Um, the Combine wrapped up over the weekend from Indianapolis. Uh, we're going to share some takes, some winners and losers uh, from that particular event. But before we get to that, let's get caught up on the news from over the weekend and beyond. Uh, Travis Kelsey uh, was on Saturday Night Live as the guest host this weekend from Studio 8H. And I thought he did excellent. I was I said it to my wife. We watched it on Sunday morning. I said it to my wife. Oh, this is going to be bad. Uh, And it was not bad. Uh, There was some cue card reading, as is always the case, even with, you know, seasoned actors in the in the guest host role. Uh, But he does have natural charisma. He showed a sense of humor. Uh, Jason Kelsey popped up in a couple sketches. (laughs) I give it uh, if you if you're ranking it from, you know, from Fran Tarkenton uh, Eli Manning, Peyton. Who else has been on it in the NFL? Joe, Joe Montana, Montana, famously. Tarkenton yeah. was a big SNL. He was the first one. Okay. He was the wow, first wow. NFL player. Um, he, I would put Kelsey near the top, if not at the top. Peyton, of course, as well. Did very well. Did you guys happen to catch it? I saw, I watched a few skits and the monologue, and I would put him at the top. I, I'm not saying like the skits were all total genius and they cracked me up, but he he was better than some actors they throw in SNL who are just like dramatic actors and are stiff and can't do it. I was kind of shocked. Like he was totally he was comfortable. Like he wasn't nervous at all. Good job. By I, I've yet to watch it, but I, I am not surprised that like the NFL star player of today and of the future will continue to just get better and better at this kind of stuff than guys that had Joe, Mon- Joe Montana had actually a great skit back in the day, but you could tell Joe Montana had no idea what was going on around him. Right. But like, yeah, Wes Travis always Kelsey's would talk about natural. that Peyton Manning wasn't really funny. He was yeah, actually, he, he was he just funny that. on the scale of athletes. And I don't know if Kelsey is necessarily funny, although he's funny in these skits, but as a performer, he was like, Good on a scale of uh, performing. Like, uh, that was a good job by him. Uh, yeah. Much higher on a scale of athletes. I would put him number one of anyone I saw of just like, actually, he could go do that. I, I think Peyton is legitimately talented uh, in terms of this realm for where he is. And because of that comfort in front of the camera, and that's like, go watch the Michael Phelps uh, SNL. Like, some of these go really sideways. It's the guys that look comfortable. And it's not surprising that Kelsey, to your point, Athletes are kind of wired a little differently today and they have a brand and they do they go out of their way to be involved with other projects. And I think right. you see it with a guy like what, what if Kelsey. you can roll out like Kirk Cousins out there, a true a trained stage actor who, you know, you know stunned us down. during I'll the watch honors. anything that has Kirk Cousins involved with it. Like Claybon audibly laughed when I said I was looking forward to seeing Kirk Cousins in this Netflix quarterback show. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about Kirk Cousins. I'm with you. He would be terrible on SNL. Um, <laughs> and by the way, that sketch was uh, Travis Kelsey sitting alone at a table at an American Girl cafe with two little dolls. And I think he's like a, a pervert creep in the sketch. I like that there's a lot of weird stuff going I on. I enjoyed that. Episode. That was one of the yes. two sketches I it was watched. Subversive. And I, I liked it. Uh, all right, let's pause right here before we get to the rest of the news and take a break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are back. Let's do some more news. Let's start with the Rams. I mentioned it. Hey, listen, Matthew Stafford is back. Sean McVay is back. But the the Rams are going in a different direction, uh, or they're changing gears at the very least. Uh, let's go down a couple moves that they're either making or are planning or hoping to make. The Rams are expected to release uh, edge rusher Leonard Floyd, a uh, move that would clear some cap space. Uh, Floyd uh, was a, a key member of their championship uh, team. They also um, are looking to get rid of Allen Robinson off their roster after what was a bit of a disastrous uh, one-year uh, 2022 season for Allen Robinson in which he came in with a ton of hype. We interviewed him. Remember, we interviewed him yeah. at training camp, and everything seemed to be hunky-dory, but it was a really rough season uh, for Robinson, and they have given him permission to seek a trade. Um, Greggy, with Robinson, does this connect to the fact that it's not a great free agent market and the Rams see an opportunity here to get rid of this guy and offload some of this money? I just don't think they want him on the team. And so, yes, I think they're just hoping someone will pay, let's say, $5 million of his $15 million. I mean, they're they're taking the L. They're accepting the L. He has 15 million guaranteed. Did you say that? He Mm-mm. that's crazy to me that he has 15 million guaranteed and they're willing to It's just... crazy now, but remember last summer when almost everyone was universally of the opinion oh, this yeah. was a perfect match. I didn't think Absolutely. it was a bad yeah. deal. I, yeah. I think it's crazy that they have 15 guaranteed now and that they're just saying, we'll take the L. What's the best we can get? We know we're not really gonna get a pick for him. We'll get like a late round pick swap like a sixth for a seventh just so it saves us money and we're hoping you take let's say half of that money off the books we'll take that as a win and we'll save some cap space yeah i mean as of now he's also got a 26 million dollar price tag and dead cap money so i think the rams are that's exactly right they got to move on from this jalen ramsey is trade bait right now it's like this team to me like is basically doubling down on what happened last season in terms of the most disappointing follow-up to the previous year. I mean, they are. this is Rams team looks entirely different. And, you know, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, a couple months ago, we want to do this together. I'm, I'm committed to Sean McVay. I want to stick around as quarterback. If you're Matthew Stafford and they have a lot of work to do on their offensive line, you're taking away Allen Robinson, who was a failure last year to begin with, and looked like he didn't want to play in Chicago the year before that. I mean, the Rams are falling apart before your eyes. How do you sell this to Stafford as hang around here? This makes a lot of sense for you after an injury, dangerously injury-plagued 2022. That's why they're a tough team to figure out and why I'm wondering if there's just more to come here about how they're going to play their offseason. Because, yes, if Floyd's gone, Robinson if they dump him and then Jalen Ramsey just being traded, which sounds like it's going to happen. Wagner gone. Wagner gone. Yep. Recall Wagner's gone. It's like, what are they, what are they trying to do with this team? Um, are they just looking to be competitive this year or are they going to do something more radical? We, I think they're trying see. to take the, the pain now and set up for 2024. The Floyd move surprised me more because he had, he's had nine sacks in each of the last three years. He's still like a decent player. If they make them a post-June 1st cut, they do open up $15 million in cap space. They're, they're in trouble cap space-wise. And I'm trying to explain this. I told Ellis about these moves on the way uh, to school today. We yeah. Yeah, how she, what's well, her headspace? What's her deal? Uh, she wasn't happy. She's like, I like Floyd. Robinson wasn't good. She cursed good. off Robinson she, all season in the living room. So 
Yeah, the Robinson was a like bust. She also took language. him on her fantasy team, so that was a disaster. <laughs> <Same Yeah>. um, <laughs> Wagner, she just couldn't understand Wagner, and like I'm trying to like explain. Well, there, tr- like there's a salary cap, and like if you're trying to set up maybe for 2024, and trying to explain this to like she's like, but that was like he was one of their better players. There's not really a good answer for it. And then the heartbreaking moment was. Well, as long as they're not trying to get rid of Jalen Ramsey, oh, then I'm boy. fine. I was like, well, that um, I mean, she that has could the, happen. She has the same sort of pressing questions that any guy in a tavern. That's who roots what I for mean. It's like there have, actually you know? isn't a real yeah, explanation, a real, a real explanation that like makes it easier. Um, just indulge me. So if there, <laughs> if this is kind of like a reset year, does that mean they're expecting to be back and ready to contend? as soon as next season, in which case, okay, then Matthew Stafford at age 36. Okay. You could talk yourself into if his body holds up Aaron Donald, you probably, you know, he'll probably retire before you even entertain the idea of answering a phone call about him. I just, some seems a little bit like you I think don't it know feels, everything. It feels malleable where I think a couple months ago, it's like, of course, Matthew Stafford's coming back. I still feel, of course, but I think that's more of just a personal thing that I just don't think he'd want to. And I think they feel like they owe it to him. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And also the financials of it are seemingly impossible to get rid of him. Just mm. the way they signed his contract. I guess you could always rework it if he was really willing like to. like they could find a way to. I mean, I mean they, like they, hit they the, cap, the cap hit on a trade would be would end their lives. They couldn't eat. They would have to change everything around. I, I think he's there. Personally. I struggle with the they owe it to him angle where they're taking their biggest names and throwing them into the mist. Right. What, but what are they owing him? I get, like they, I, in their mind, they're probably like, if we get lean and mean, can we still be competitive lean and mean this year without these guys? Like they probably think they can be. And then they're setting up to be I better. Mean, they played last year without year. half these guys to begin with. So. I mean, trade Stafford and sign Gino. <laughs> Let's just get crazy. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Josh Jacobs, the Raiders, they made. You can't kind of spin it any other way. A f- financial mistake when they chose not to pick up his uh, rookie fifth year option because now they have put the uh, tag on him, which is worth more money uh, than what his final rookie year uh, deal would have been. So Josh Jacobs coming off a year in which he led the league in rushing. It was just a stud all season long um, back with the Raiders on at least a one year deal. We'll see if they get anything done before the deadline. Uh, also, Tony Pollard running back for the Cowboys who had a breakout season last year, unfortunately suffered that uh, leg injury in the playoffs, but he will be tagged as well. We'll see if that leads to anything. And uh, that includes Zeke Elliott, maybe disappearing into the mist himself in Dallas. So the franchise tag deadline is on Tuesday. Uh, So this, this is really the last opportunity now for these teams to get their house in order on this front. Running backs really get boned uh, financially compared to other positions. It's not a breaking news, but the tag is kind of part of it. Like you can look at a guy like Jacobs, because I'm thinking about this when you think about Bijan Robinson Mm -hmm. and the upcoming draft classes. Like you can get him for five years, including the fifth year option. If, and then you get him on the tag, the tag this year is only $10 million for running back. So a one year, $10 million to me, that's not much money that it's because you're not paying it into the future for all these other positions. It's like guaranteed. You just get him for one more year at 10. You're getting the very best of Josh Jacobs. You're getting hopefully the best of Pollard. And then you say goodbye. You kind of get the best years of their lives in the first five or six years of their career. And they don't ever get that long term. I think it's a, it's if you're the Raiders or if you're a Raiders fan, I, before you hand big money to Josh Jacobs, it, what, you know, he's been hot and cold his whole career. He was all hot last season, but is that who he is for the next three, four years? Like, I'd much rather tag him. If I were the Raiders where you sit in the draft, you could take B. John Robinson, who is getting comp to like LaDainian Tomlinson. So I don't know if this is, I, I mean, think they're not going to do This would that, eliminate that for the Raiders. No, they're not going to yes. do it because I think they're going to have to go quarterback because of the situation they put themselves in. But I don't mind getting Josh Jacobs for one more year, find out who he really is. And then go from there. Your eyes really raised when I said this is a good number. I mean, I think that's a good number for Tony. I'm, more, I'm looking Jacobs. at the history of the recent history of the franchise tag. It shouldn't be a surprise besides kickers and punters running back as the lowest number at 10 million this year. Um, Tight end is absurd. Four years ago. And keep in mind, the salary cap has gone up substantially. People are getting more money than ever before. The salary cap or the franchise tag for running back in 2019 was 11.2. Uh, so it's gone down. Uh, uh, it is up slightly from the year before when it was 9.6. But 
Yeah. What is the what is the fifth year rookie contract? What did he uh, what did they pass on giving him? It wouldn't have been much more, I don't think, because he was a late round pick. Uh, but I can find that out. Yeah. I, do, I, I chalked it up to regime change. Like they came in and weren't totally sold on the idea. Cause right. I'm almost a little surprised they kept them, but then I looked, they have more cap space than they really, they're one of those teams that uh more cap space than they really need need. So I guess why not? All right. So Keep, I do like the Cowboys need weapons. And I think Jerry Jones has been talking about it at the combine. I think they're going to be aggressive. I don't know how exactly, but maybe in the trade, they could be one of those teams in the trade market. So letting Pollard go to me would have been a mistake. Well, and Jerry Jones has specifically mentioned Odell Beckham again, still interested. And they've been named as a target for Jalen Ramsey as well. Getting Odell Beckham and expecting that to be what puts your offense over the top feels like a very, what very Jerry Jones team hasn't appeared in the NFC title game in 27 straight years type of move yeah. to make at this point. Jacobs would have gotten $8 million on the fifth-year option, so they only yeah. ended up paying two more. The Daniel Jones decision uh, to not give him the fifth-year option proved more costly, and yet I can't bang on them no. at, at all no. about it because it no. made sense at the time. And I, it you know made what? sense. No, we're not really talking about Daniel Jones right now, but I feel what – I feel totally comfortable if I'm a Giants fan, how they're playing this because like, don't, don't back down here, make them do it over a full season before you give him a Derek Carr's contract. Um, he's actually asking for more than Carr reportedly 45 plus. Uh, all right. Notable cuts. The Vikings uh, cut leading tackler, Eric Hendricks. He hits the um, free agency list where he comes in at number for Greg. He did not crack the Didn't 101. Although I'm rethinking it after hearing some feedback uh, that, you know, last year was a new scheme. Some of these linebackers at that age do bounce back. But you, I was a little worried. as just like, oh, there's the decline. I don't, you don't want to pay an, an older linebacker. The Jaguars will either cut or trade Shaq Griffin. Uh, and the Titans say goodbye to Bud Dupree. And speaking of the Titans, we'll bring in the grave digger on this one. Um Mike Silver, our far, former colleague here at NFL Media, reports that Derrick Henry is indeed being shopped by the Ooh. Titans. And, uh, you know, Silver has connections, and this all makes sense. Uh, to me, it's two words. The analysis, he gone. What do you think, Justin? <laughs> makes no sense for him to be on that team at this point to me. But what do you think, Justin? I agree. I think the Titans are in a spot where they need to plan for 2024. This team's not winning the Super Bowl in 2023. Get what you can now for Derrick Henry while he still has trade value. There's also talk that the Titans have called the Bears to see what the cost would be to move up to number one. Mm. That would be a little crazy to me because, again, you're not in position to win now. Well, that makes more sense then. To me, that makes sense because I mentioned the Cardinals would be my pick to have the worst roster in the league. If the Titans get rid of Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, they, they're they right there. Yeah. They're right there. Yeah, definitely. And Tannehill to the Jets seems, I mean, this has been, like there have been rumblings about that potential connection for a couple of weeks now, even though the Jets have been more linked to Rodgers and, and Carr until today. But, I mean, that seems like a pretty realistic possibility. If the Titans want to go the full rebuild route, trade Tannehill, use those picks to come up to number one, get your quarterback, use the rest of the picks you got from Tannehill or whatever, build. I mean, they still need to build an offensive line. So to me, bringing in a rookie quarterback behind what they have right now could be problematic for development sake. But I definitely I, think Henry is a potential trade candidate. Depends, like, what is it worth to them to trade him? Like, are you trading him for, like, a sixth-round pick? Is no, that worth it? I would think he. what makes him very compelling if uh, as a piece to move is I think he would have much more value than a typical veteran running back. I'm not saying first round pick, but could you get a second rounder from a a, a team a content? Obviously, it's not why bother. Yeah, yeah but that's like, you're saying. not gonna if you're trading yes, for Derrick Henry. Could. I think you could. You're a Bills type team. You're a Cowboys type team. You're insert playoff team that didn't get over the hump. That's looking for a final piece. He's not gonna get traded to a bad team. So like that. Let's say then it's probably maybe a late second rounder. Would you be okay with that as a Titans fan? I feel like that's fair compensation for a running back approaching age thirty. I would be okay with it. I think Titans fans might go crazy because of AJ Brown last year and like Derrick Henry this year. It's like oh the two best players on offense the franchise. Their window years. stinks, but it's true. Well, it, what if know. two years in a row you make that trade to the Eagles? Can you imagine Derrick Henry in the Eagles' backfield <laughs> with Jalen Hurts? I, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. now Justin's eyebrows. Or raised. the Bills, though. The Bills would be in. They, need, the they are there looking to move on. The Cowboys, from Devin Singletary. The Cowboys Not would have a Cowboys. lot of money tied up with. 
Tony Pollard and Derrick Henry together, but like Henry has never I'm been the pass catcher. That Derrick Henry on my team. <laughs> He's never been the pass catching guy. Like ball. pairing him with Tony Pollard could be an really interesting what did, backfield. What did Zaddy just say last week? Yeah, I want to run the ball. I don't fits. like having a good offense. I want to have a running ball <laughs> offense. I like this guy. He's a really great runner. He runs all people. If He's if fast. I'm, if I'm Mike McCarthy and I'm selling this Zaddy energy, I wouldn't be standing next to Derrick Henry too much. Derrick Henry, who we met <laughs> in not? person, Derrick Henry is from like a, he's from another planet. He literally right, looks like one of the most. There's no. There's only one type of body that would be something that people Dan would be got very interested offended. in. I am also here. we're at odds with this. I've never seen Mike McCarthy as a zaddy. You have we have different philosophies right. about it. I'm willing to let it. But I'm, I'm not just saying fight with having masculine curves isn't something that's a turnoff to everyone. I think it's fine to be Some curvy. Some people like you can be to curvy. I'm get not under cur- a blanket and get a little big spoon action. Yeah, but you're assuming that the, my only knock on Mike McCarthy curves. is curviness. It's curviness is is one of the. Twelve things. You're body I, shaming Mike McCarthy. I am not. I am. Zad, I'm saying he does not fit the zaddy profile that I think of when right. I think of zaddy. I don't we see have, him as a zaddy on any level. I spoke for myself, right there. But you didn't say it. You said it as a matter of fact. I think almost. Than I, think, I think 99.9 percent of humans standing next to Derrick Henry would look lesser because of that. Like Derrick Henry, I'm more complimenting Derrick Henry. Gigantic human being. That famous Dion Lewis picture where he kind of looked like a munchkin. He's got a great body, Derek, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. That's all I was trying to say. <laughs> I have a conspiracy theory about your Titans, though. They got that stadium deal done uh, uh-huh. last October, like no, locked up all anybody. that pu- that's public a practice money. facility. Go- no, oh, that's no, Carolina. Sorry. That's not it. It's more that we're not going to bottom out and, and stink and get rid of all of our good players if we didn't already have that sweet uh, mm. money coming in and the stadium deal done, because that's a big deal. Like It's asking a lot for your fans to go through what the Titans – appear to be heading towards. They do have the 11th pick overall. Maybe they don't have to go up to number one. This is a class with at least two quarterbacks I think people are really intrigued by, if not three. If maybe, not four. Right, if not right. four. Maybe maybe they just end up going up to five or, or whatever it is and, and they get their quarterback. Because Mike Rabel's never started over from scratch at quarterback. He, he's just been taking other guys. Uh, you know, n- never had his own rookie. So about a year ago, the Greg not, not um, Willis. went utterly nuts on like the Bills stadium situation, right. telling, telling like, you oh, and boy, I that like, go. you know, this, this, this is about people's real job. What was that whole situation, Greg? You were like, D- deep in the weeds on a on oh, something yeah. to do with their public funding for the well, uh, yeah, it's like oh, civic shaming Dan and I. Well, I just mean these billionaires. <laughs> we they, weren't civic minded enough. They, apparently, they, we're seeing it with the commanders. You can <laughs> you can literally be the worst owner in in one in the history of the sport up there, and then you can sell the team for like six billion dollars. So I don't need you to be uh, taking money out of Peter and in Mary's uh, mouth to to make a stadium. Peter Figure it out, and Mary. What about Paul? <laughs> uh, no, you're absolutely right, Greg. And you are a champion of the common man. You've proven it with this take, and you resurfaced well, it. I don't know why. It, it was a powerful take. So, yeah. Windmill dunk. It's just as powerful uh, for Greg later. on behalf yeah. of the common man. I mean, it's, it's obvious. <laughs> I side with the billionaires. <laughs> take advantage of the city. Take your leverage and make me and all my friends you. are jerks. Um, all right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's take a break, and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? 
Well, it's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, uh, I think that covers it. That's what's happening in the news before we move on. I really hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't make even if even if it's the Jets, I'll still be annoyed because it will put us in a very difficult position with our Derek Carr open if Aaron Rodgers makes a decision today before this show goes live and we have to do surgery. Yeah, think about us for once, please. I I can't. I can only think about Derek Carr no, getting that moment. let's finish this show. Let's get it out. Get it out. And then if the Rodgers news happens, we're, we're doubling up. Doubling up. Double header. ATN double header. How about that, Mark? So if I'm, you know, driving around L.A., I have to cycle back to the office to do an episode here. That's what we're doing. I mean, it's it's a gargantuan story in the NFL. We might. Yeah. doesn't we might, have to be here. It might be remote. Yeah. Right. We'll find out where I am at that point. We'll see. That's how true. Remote I we got that garage set up, you know. I might be with you in your garage at that point. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, um, all right. Let's talk about the combine. Let's put a put a bow on that. Um, in Indianapolis, some winners and losers. I um, I was on the thread, the text thread with uh, Mark Edward Sessler oh. and Greg Peter Peter. Come on, Rosenthal, <laughs> not a Peter <laughs> Stewart. That's my brother's name. I don't know how you pulled that I, uh, out because I think I did mention he went by Dean Carl? Stewart as a Greg musician. Is it Carl Rosenthal? It's Greg Michael Rosenthal. Very, nice. very traditional. Very nice. I like it. Uh, is it? Well, Greg's traditional, not traditional spelling. Is Michael have a different spelling? No. M-I-K-E-L. No, Michael is, uh, is spelled as you would expect. Um, anyway, on the text thread, um, Mark doubled down and was saying how much he was into the draft this year. So you have a number of winners and losers. And Greg, I want you to dive in on this as well um, and share things that really jumped out to you. Um, who are the winners? Who are the losers? You just raised your eyebrows now, Greg. Do you not have winners and losers? No, I do. Okay, good, good, good. Um, Mark, what jumped out to you? Uh, a winner from the combine. Well, I'd start with with the quarterbacks, with Anthony Richardson, because, I mean, I think that if you, I don't know if quarterbacks in the combine, whether you throw or you don't, are going to really change your destiny that much. I would be concerned if teams were wowed by that alone. But the workout of Anthony Richardson, I thought it was well um, illustrated by what NFL Research put out as a tweet that shows how unusual he is. Uh, he is six four and a quarter inches, which is taller than George Kittle. Um, as a quarterback, he weighs more than Hassan Reddick. He has bigger hands than DeAndre Hopkins, a higher vertical jump than Devontae Adams, and a longer broad jump than Odell Beckham. I mean, he really essentially worked out as a star wide receiver. Um, he's also, as a quarterback, though, I think you have to realize, like, there's obviously the project aspect to him. His completion percentage um, is about as low as possible for anyone who would be drafted. It was under 55%. He's only started 13 Oofa. games. But I think from the physical mm. angle, Oofa. when you watch his tape, it's like, wait a minute, there, someone is going to be absolutely fascinated with the idea of turning him into what he could be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to diving in more to his tape. But from what I've watched, like, if you compare him to previous prospects and think about who he's closest to those guys went high like I I think his profile is better or similar to Trey Lance's Uh, I think his profile is very similar to Josh Allen's but it but it was in a SEC offense I, I think he's not as limited in terms of like the type of quarterback trying to stay in the pocket as people are making out to be and the numbers are just outrageous they're 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 Josh Allen freak Cam Newton freak, except even faster somehow numbers. And you look at like how Jalen Hurts was able to develop, who, you know, you would think Richardson can be that sort of runner. And you can just imagine a team wanting to take him. And I know uh, Lance brought up Malik Willis. It's like, there's no way that Malik Willis would have, even though he got pushed up in, in by the mock drafters, if Anthony Richardson was in that last draft, I still think he would have been the first, he would have been the first one taken. They, they were very different prospects to me. And so to be off the charts, this athletic, he still might be the third quarterback in this draft behind Bryce uh, Young and CJ Stroud, but it's just hard for me to think that he's going to slip past the top 10. And I, so he's going to be a, a 
big story, and you never know. He might he might sneak in front of one of those two quarterbacks. He is a huge, huge, huge gamble uh, for obvious reasons that you guys just brought up. And, you know, Lance, who knows this stuff, and he said, you know, he's a he cited him. He's the first name that Lance said, like, he's going to come out of this and people are going to be in love because he's so athletic. Uh, but then the people that are con- uh, that are connecting him to Josh Allen, Josh Allen's a unicorn. Like, it's very rare to see a guy be a scattershot big athletic passer with accuracy issues, clean that up and become a plus. Accuracy and he wasn't player. accurate on Saturday, by the way, either. He missed throws on the field. Like if, if you draft him, you have to prepare for like two potentially very different outcomes here. And he, I think he referred to himself as Lamar Newton when people are asking Richardson to comp himself. I mean, he grew up with Cam Newton as his favorite player. Right. It yeah. used to be yeah. 10 years ago when we were doing this, people would say Michael Vick. Uh, now we need that hyper athletic. It's a Cam Newton type, a Lamar type. Yes, great. I think he actually said he was Cam Jackson. Cam yeah, Jackson. He was, he was fascinated ah, with Cam Newton because Lamar. It's a, that name pops. I would have went Lamar Newton. But there is uh, to yeah. your point about. I mean, it, the, Cam's good too, though. Where he'd wind up is all over the map because only two quarterbacks, <laughs> Christian Hackenberg and Trace McSorley, were selected in the draft with lower completion percentage than him at col- at the college level. Trey Lance also, but you know he that was because of a Corona altered season. But I guess you're hoping, oh, what happened to Josh Allen with his completion percentage, with his accuracy over a couple seasons? You duplicate with this, but Josh Allen's Allen the is because they're the similar size. And, and but that's an outlier that you can do that with a quarterback. Yeah. You're going to improve, no doubt. But like you, that also came with a Bills team that was blessed with Brian Dayball working with Josh Allen. Like the team that takes them better have the right guys around to develop them quickly because you're going to want to no fan base is going to sit there in a losing situation with this player on the bench. See, seems like um, like a guy we'll talk about plenty. I feel like CJ Stroud's gotten weirdly uh, lost in the shuffle he here. Has. And then mm-hmm. DJ saying that's one of the best just throwing performances he's ever seen at the combine. And and you watch him and he's like just like deadly accurate. And that reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield. But I don't think, you know, in a in a good way and in a bad way. That Like Baker was incredibly accurate. But I think CJ Stroud. Stroud definitely has a better reputation for the way he can see the field and manage the game. It's funny to see like quarterbacks come out now and like they're facing criticism that he didn't run enough. And like, we'll see, he didn't really run there uh, at, at the combine either, but he had some moments in the, in the national semifinals, but like just the way he spins it. I mean, I think you would feel really good if he ends up, if your team gets him, and it doesn't feel like it's a total lock that we know who's going to go one and two. We kind of know that the bears are trading this pick at this point. Pulse has essentially said fields is our guy all but said that, and that we're likely to trade the pick. Uh, And, who knows? I, it sounds like some teams will like Stroud better than Bryce Young, uh, who who measured in at, at 5'10", because Stroud's just like a little more typical. And yeah, he's not like, I don't know, like one of the great quarterback prospects of the last five years, but he's a guy who I think would probably go in the top five every year. It's not like he's a, a weird prospect that's getting pushed up. He was, by the way, Bryce Young was barely 5'10". Yeah. Right. Now that's something Lance kind of tamped that down a little bit. He's like, they could structure all that and help him with those things, but... That is that is not. Big. Well, they also say that he, 204 pounds. he can like process on the field like Patrick Mahomes in chaos and that he's probably tougher to catch than Kyler Murray. So, you know, he's armed with gifts that can, you know, fend off some of the size concern. But I think durability so, will always be an issue. For it's going to be a fun draft unless that trade comes really early, uh, because I just got to think that it who goes one is going to depend on who makes that trade. Like uh, Trayvon Walker went one. I think he only went one because the Jaguars picked first. If anyone else was picking weird... first, Trayvon Walker wouldn't have gone first. I... But but I think that's going to be the case here where different teams have different quarterbacks first. Well, I think you could have four quarterbacks in the first five choice for f- selections Ooh. if you have the right people trading up. This isn't 2020 hindsight, but that always felt so strange last year. The way that whole top of the draft played out with uh, Walker being the number one pick. Do you agree with me on that, Justin? Even, you know, in the moment, it was like, okay, you're so sure about this guy, but what? That's, that's part of the process. Sometimes. DJ did have your boy Sauce number two overall on his board, and I think he had Hutchinson one, and either of those picks look like they would have been a better idea. Um, all right. Greg, how about a loser? Oh, loser. I thought I, you gave a winner. I thought Stroud kind of showed like out a little bit. The combine's more about the, the winners, but that that's. Uh, Fair. Who do I want to go uh, with loser? You got a loser, Well, there's a clear, there's one very clear loser. Andrew Voorhees, the USC guard who tore his ACL. Like, that's about the worst possible scenario. 
at all. I think the only thing I'd kind of like watching the wideouts, um, it's kind of a small group of wide receivers where unless you're wide receivers in general were losers, but Jordan Addison would have been the one that stood out as, as a loser. So if you wanted, if you wanted one, I I think Quentin Johnson, if anything can say I'm a different, like looking wide receiver than the rest of these guys, he's like six, four, but it's, it's a, it's a weird group, which I think also sort of makes guys like Odell Beckham, a winner in free agency. If, if you can't rely on the draft as in past years to completely change your passing game. So Addison is a smaller receiver. DJ's got him one, but a lot of other uh, people might have him four or five. It doesn't seem like it's a great receiver class compared to the last few years. They might get pushed up. Uh, but Addison didn't run the 40 fast and then he didn't finish his workout just because of it. And you got to be, I, I do worry. I, I know like height, like weight's not as big a deal as it used to be, but Devonta Smith is like strong as hell and fast mm-hmm. as hell. So if you're 174 pounds and you're not like super fast, uh, that worries me. I think Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba had a great day, though. His three cone was like insane. Just the way he moves on the field. Uh, he looks like one of those like Amon Ross St. Brown type of guys that's just going to get open no matter where you put him. So he might be one. He looked the part on, on a time. lot of people's wide receiver list. Uh, how about another winner, Mark? Uh, let's see. I will. Mark, 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 Mark. <laughs> I will go with my dude, um, Lucas Van Ness, because I think there was a, is he just a, is that your giant dude that you yeah, is he just a hot bod? It's like he, I thought he did really well. And I think he's someone that's going to continue to climb because it's like he had a 7.023 cone, a excellent 10 yard split short shuttle. Um, he looks just amazing. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you're all these guys are really amazing. Yeah. I mean, for his position, I think he's up there. Yep. Mm. I mean, there's a kind of thing where it's like, if I'm a fan of a team, if he's on, he's immediately my favorite defensive player. Yeah, I think uh, he's just so like strong looking. He he reminds me of like a little bit of like a poor man's clowny coming out. Mm -hmm. Nolan Smith. Maybe he go. Maybe he goes high. Uh, Like how high though? Top fifteen. Who knows? How about Kalijah Cansey? I just like saying that name. You're a defensive tackle that can run a 40 that fast. All the cornerbacks, it felt like, were super fast, and the wide receivers were slow. It's so, it's a, I, I looked at it, and I'm not, I'm just like kind of diving in. And so it's interesting to see what positions are good in this class and which ones aren't. It seems like a great cornerback class if you need one, uh, a bad safety class, a really bad linebacker class, uh, maybe not a good, uh, class for offensive line. Maybe it's like an average offensive lineman class, but yeah, wide receivers. I I feel like this is going to be the first year where they don't get pushed up. Like if there was a Garrett Wilson in this class, like he might be going top five because he would just stand out so much. Whereas last year there were so many good receivers. Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia ran a faster 40 time 4.39 than Deandre. The thing where like they showed him running against Deandre Hopkins and Stefan Diggs. Mm. And this is an edge rusher running faster than that. Now you've got like these guys on defense that are faster than wide receivers. Uh, Christian Gonzalez might be the the number one cornerback. And you mentioned it just like looking the part. And I'm no I'm no like scout, but Christian Gonzalez, just like when he's in those drills and his numbers like were amazing and he might be a top 10 pick. He might be a top five pick. Who knows? He might be the top cornerback. He just he just looks like kind of like sauce just looked like a, a real great cornerback right off the jump. He's not at that level of like a prospect, uh, but it will be mentioned of roughly 15,000 times between now and then that his sister is Mark's uh, newsletter subject as uh, wife the, from Hard Knocks. Oh, that, wow. That uh, David Blau's wife, oh, who was on a, that Olympics team, right. is Christian Gonzalez's sister. What a family. And I think this could be an extension in a real bump for the newsletter. Good good <laughs> bloodlines. Did you guys mention that uh, Nolan Smith ran the same 40 time as Justin Jefferson? Well, not it, exactly, we, but yeah, he did faster than some. Hopkins, out- faster than, I mean, Stephon. That, that is outrageous. That doesn't seem right. I do like some, it does not uh, seem right. some Zay Flowers. He's nice. How about Tulane as a winner? That'll be my last one. Okay, winner. go ahead. Dorian Williams, an off-ball linebacker, might be the, the number one weak side guy in this class. It might not be a first. He had a monster workout, and then people people are finally catching up to Tajay Spears, Tulane's running back who's going to you know, 
really live up to the legacy of Moel Moore and Matt Forte. Just the way he moves. He really mm. is the type of running back that I would love regardless if he went to Tulane. He's probably more of like a second round pick, maybe the third or fourth uh, running back, but he had a nice, he just looks You know good. who we got to check Make back in with? It's been a couple of years. Uh, Bob Bates, DDS, my father-in-law, uh, Baylor, uh, Booster, and um, he came on the show a few years back to hype up Denzel Mims. He's had a rough road with these Baylor yeah, that, players. That was a tough one. That was a bad beat. Um, although Mims is still under contract with the Jets, he hasn't made a big impact. Let's see what's going on. He's got some Big 12 takes, some some Bears takes. I'm going to check in with him. I think it's it's the right time to do that. Absolutely. It's draft season, baby. Jackpot, baby! Um, anything else, boys? Well, what did you comic. think of Will Levis? I know you mentioned him. Uh, I with thought Lance. he uh, looked very good with his, his shirt. Jackpot, baby! His shirt sleeveless. Very, he's to- he's I love yoked. his. He's totally confident in his own abilities. He's buff, you know? as my boys like to use that term a lot. Uh, he showed accuracy, which was a major issue. Now, do does that mean much to me? Like you're throwing in an empty stadium to guys running alone? Doesn't mean a ton to me. Well, we're, to- we're told it's not supposed to mean anything, too. So right. I, I just assume. It um, I do. I still do wonder why more and more teams aren't sending their staff to the combine. Like as a football fan, what am I to take of the this weekend? It's a bit of a La Ravio Magnifico uh, to me on that front. So I struggle with the combine every year yeah. um, in terms of. It's just for me like a good place to start, even just learning about sure, the players, yeah. even if the combine itself is. And then is you not mentioned great. Andrew Avori's blown out his ACL, and that's OU's Wanya Morris uh, blown out his hamstring, mm. and it's just like you already got the, all the game tape, you already got the pro day, you know, for these guys. But I will say this: I will end all that. Who cares? I will end it with a positive note about our our um, colleagues here. NFL Network does an awesome job with the combine. Um, because it could be a very dry watch because it is highly repetitive. But I really do love how they take um, all the past prospects who became stars and impact players. Mm -hmm. And now, especially in the HD 4K era, like you have all this footage from the last 10 years, even where you could splice in this stuff and it all looks so good. They they really do almost gamify it a little bit. Uh, So shout out uh, to Uke and, and Q and everybody, their teams for making an event that I don't have a ton of interest in. Like when I do tune in, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like seeing Aaron Donald racing against so-and-so. Like this is this yeah, is Yeah, cool. it's like 30 hours of live television is not uh, an easy right. chore. Rich Eisen and, and Daniel Jeremiah do an awesome job. It's good to hear kind of the DJ download and it like of just all the information he's built up. And it just makes me think like, why not start a podcast about the draft? Jeremiah. It just seems like it's like it's, such, some it's becoming dots. bigger and bigger every year. At a certain point, it it goes. You could say the bosses should be coming up with this idea, but DJ, there's a, there's an asset here. Mm-hmm. Make something of yourself. I mean, you just think DJ, uh, who I thought was a visionary on some level, would show some vision on that on that front. All right. I do like that Darnell Washington, by the way. He's like six foot seven, tight end from Georgia. It's a very good tight end class. That is interesting he, to me. The way he was there are a moving, lot of tight end prospects in this draft. I love like the comparisons for him because you think tall tight end, like they're usually a little stiff. Like they, he was kind of compared to Mercedes Lewis, and Mercedes Lewis was a, a high pick coming out, so maybe he tested well too. But Darnell Washington was moving around like a man that big should not be moving around. And yeah, there could be three or four tight ends taken in the first round or the first 35 picks. And yeah, DJ, DJ thinks it's the best tight end class in at What's least the last 10 years. Round one tight end to hit, like truly hit. And well, we're Pitts, waiting, too on, yeah, early, we're waiting but, on Kyle Pitts, but. but like who really has hit the last guy? I think Hawkinson, I'd say was, mm. he was, I think Hawkinson was fantastic hit? last year. He's with like the a 10th overall pick. Yeah. They traded he was, him. He was, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think, I think Hawkinson was like a solid single to left. If not a if in any with a big stretch, maybe he returns. The, the first. He rounded first, if, the big turn. Ultimately, turn he was yeah. probably at about what you would want for a top ten pick, but you, you want a little. You're hoping for a little more. You're hoping. For um, a you little go back more. to you know OJ Howard. Um, Noah he was Fant. a chemist. Noah Fant. I would I would be a little bit buyer beware um, in the first round just because of the history of the position, but. Um, but you're yeah. hearing a lot of big hype about some of these tight ends, right? Mayor, who didn't like run like crazy is kind of the Jason Witten type, maybe a first round guy. Kincaid, who DJ has in the top 10 or 12 picks overall. Now Washington, maybe Luke Musgrave, who's athletic. Like, it's a lot of good options. Can you remind me, Mr. Gravedigger, uh, we're going to try to get Jeremiah on the show. 
maybe we could pitch the idea of a draft related podcast. Um, I want to talk to him about the tight ends and why maybe it doesn't always translate and why he thinks these guys could. And that's, that's a good little yeah. topic. Another reminder, the Ravens yes. drafted Hayden Hurst in the first round. In Another the same single. year, they took Lamar. They took Hayden Hurst before they took Lamar. <laughs> that's amazing. We do Hayden have Hurst some breaking news, by the way. ground through the left side of the infield. Yes. We have some breaking news. Not even a big round. Yes. Mark. Out of Jacksonville. Calvin Ridley has been reinstated by the NFL. I thought it was one of the quietly great trades of last offseason. Feels more He's like back. developing news, but what what was your breaking news the other week that like your your don't use your Greg gra- as the bar. No, but your though. grandparent like repainted his He's house. He's defecating or something? on the breaking I mean, news. All my grandparents are dead, so it's painful. Well, that, that would be breaking news. That, that would that be breaking up. news. Yeah. Though. That's a tough one. We knew that was happening, but it's good to know the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> are going to have many weapons with a you know a really ascendant young quarterback. Good sitch. Good sitch. Classic good sitch. We need, you know, we need, we need uh, breaking news to bust out of the slump. We need like Aaron Rodgers to happen in the middle of the show. It needs its dignity back to breaking news drop. We would ruin, uh, ruin that great Derek Carr open. (laughs) We can't. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. Uh, That's probably why I'm going somewhere else. (laughs) I like Derek Carr. It would have been cool. He was on the Jets, but good luck to Mr. Carr and the Saints. All right. We will be back on Wednesday. Uh, Of course, we are on call uh, for any big news. Uh, Really, what is the big Lamar or Rogers now? Right. That's what we're on call for. Unless there's something else that we don't see coming, which happens in sports. Breaking newsworthy. You mean something? Yeah. What if Daniel Jones and the Giants come to terms before the franchise tag deadline? Nope. Wednesday. (sighs) No. That's uh, nope. That's earth shaking, but no, probably not. Uh, otherwise, you'll hear us some on Wednesday. Uh, do we want to check in with uh, the League of Thirty Two? Yeah, let's in do a it. certain type of way. I think start I looking think ahead to next week. It's gonna yes. be a little wild. What is next week, Greggy? The start of free agency. A boom, a boom. The new league year, free agency. It's all happening. Thank you to everybody uh, until Wednesday, or perhaps before. Zuzzer signing off for the old boss and Quiet Storm and Grave Digger. Till Wednesday, heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. 
Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 